Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Feather Your Nest with Kids Health from us at the Nest Kids CPR and Allergy. Uh, the podcast is here to help you get clear and educated about all things child health, first aid and food allergies. So take a listen and don't forget to leave us your comments and reviews. Hi everyone, welcome to the Nest Kids CPR and Allergy podcast Feather Your Nest with Kids Health. Uh, today we're going to talk to one of our um, Nest Allergy Membership community members, uh, which um, her name is Sophie, and Sophie has a son with food allergies. So we're just going to hear Sophie's story today um, and talk through uh, some of the issues and how life is with, with food allergy and, and how it all began. So welcome, Sophie. Oh, hi, Heidi. Thanks for having me today. Oh, you're very welcome. So um, tell us more about you. So tell us where, where it starts, like who, who um, how old is your son? What allergies does he have? Where did this all start? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, we, my son Spencer is now four. Um, look, really early on, I knew there was an issue, um, you know, post-birth, just a real gurgle in the throat all the time, constantly. Um, everyone kept dismissing it and saying that, you know, it's just from birth effects and things like that. Um, it's normal. This gargle is normal. The gargle continued and I ended up, um, you know, eventually stopping dairy and the gargle did go away. Um, you know, that obviously wasn't recommended in the medical world and I just sort of did it off a mum's, you know, instincts. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of no trouble since we had no sleep for the first nine months. Like when I say no sleep, I mean like waking hourly. Um, he was um, breastfed um, and I got up constantly through the night. At four months old, we started food, but he wasn't interested and just something didn't feel right. And I took the food away and, you know, being in a mum's group, everyone else was feeding their kids, you know, peanut butter on toast and doing all those things. And I went home one day after mum's group, I'm like, oh my gosh, just give him peanut butter on toast. Let's see what happens. Well, that didn't end very well at all for us. He'd never been exposed to those sorts of things and he'd been eating wheat, but getting a really funny tummy. But I just thought, cause he's used never eaten solids before. This is why this is happening. Gave him peanut butter on toast and next minute, head explode like head was just massive like kind of like a moon face um not so many hives i won't i don't think like there was only four or five hives um coughing vomiting and they you know and i still say like they still say how did you pick that horse voice and i still just remember like a baby with a real husky sort of voice yeah. not that it was anaphylactic like i cannot say it was anaphylactic but it was definitely the first sign and i went oh my goodness what is going on here? Rushed him to the doctors, um, obviously straight to hospital. Um, and yeah, that was my first episode of an allergic reaction. So we went straight into allergy testing after that um, and diagnosed anaphylactic to um, nuts, mm. dairy. And there is a step in between because I also know uh, nuts and dairy and eggs so eggs came a little bit later because obviously we hadn't exposed to eggs um and then we they sent us home to say we'll get eggs into his diet um you know do a challenge on an egg because he has had already 
a reaction, we need to be a little bit careful with this child. And sure enough, I fed him a boiled egg and um, that didn't end very well either. And he's diagnosed anaphylactic to egg two now. Um, so since all that, fast forward to uh, nine months ago, we um, are now no longer anaphylactic to wheat. We passed the challenge to wheat in January, which was exciting. So, yeah. you know, allergy mamas out there will understand when I say my son can eat a sandwich and it's the best day of my life. It really um, is. I, tell, <laughs> I know I'm not an allergy mum, but I see it often enough. It's such great news when, when children pass, it just opens up. A whole new world of yeah oh it's just a game changer you know to be able to put glad wrap in a sandwich on the bench and just cut it rather than cook you know what i call a gourmet meal for lunch it was just mm. you know and you've been doing that for so many years it was just like oh my gosh lunch is done what what yeah, yeah. oh awesome what's next like it was really exciting um you know it's just and i suppose i i fast forward all those um you know through everything there but you know, I haven't even touched on any of the emotions, which all the, you know, people will understand, you know, there's, it's just such a roller coaster being an allergy mama. Like, you know, you sit up really high one moment and then you just come crashing down for whatever reason. Like, you know, maybe there's been a slip of food or you've bought an, a, a food that you've always bought before and all of a sudden he's having a reaction and you look at the packet and you think, they've changed, they've changed the ingredient. Why have they done that to us? Like, you know, and... Yeah, it's, really it's been a, it's time when you've already got enough it's just one thing mounting on top of the other I suppose yeah yeah mm. yeah so yeah that's a bit of a background um from me so obviously skin prick testing for the last four years everything's been on hold down here because I'm in Victoria so um mm -hmm. we can't have allergy testing so skin prick testing so we've had we've missed two um this year which have been cancelled but we are booked next Wednesday which is exciting yeah no it'll be really interesting to just get it's just you just want to know don't you because you the thing oh, is yeah. such a this, this is the thing with allergy it's um it's just you're blind to it until mm -hmm. unless there's a reaction you just you can't see what the immune system's doing the immune system could be doing all the right things and getting used to you know these foods and and skin prick tests could be coming down but you just don't know <laughs> until no. yeah and there's just such small windows of opportunity like you know you really want those skin prick tests to see what we can challenge like what food has come down long what can we do like mm. um yeah and that's it's been really hard because we've been on standstill for really nearly like last time yeah we've been on standstill for 14 months really like if you think about because we couldn't get an appointment earlier on in the year because we'd only had one last year so yeah yeah we haven't had anything so yeah, it's a, it's a really, I, I, it was, we were all just furious when they shut down. I mean, it obviously sounds like they did the same in mm. in Victoria where it was deemed a non-essential service. And I'm yeah. like, when you're of a certain age, it's very essential to get these foods in and get these skin tests done. Um, exactly. And it was, yeah, everything was just shut down. It was just, a, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. But now, of course, children haven't stopped having reactions and being, uh, being diagnosed with food allergies. So it just, the waiting lists are just even longer, which is... It's it's really scary, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know nothing stopped from a diagnosis point of view. That's right. Um. So so sorry. Just back up for a second because I I I'm I I can't remember when you said about what he was what what food was diagnosed via an actual reaction and what was diagnosed via just SPT. So what are you avoiding 
just from skin tests? So we're just avoiding from skin prep tests, yes. Um, so that was, originally it was wheat, mm -hmm. eggs, tree nuts, peanuts, and dairy. Yeah. So dairy seemed to be our real problem one, um, more so than nuts on the skin prep testing. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were having allergies to strawberries and cantaloupe and things like that, but it was just red rashes around the mouth, like kind of like um, just a bit of a reaction like that, like a skin reaction more so than a, um, you know, potentially an anaphylactic. So I kept feeding him the strawberries yeah, and the... Classic for that. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, for that. yeah. We, we often would say not to, not to avoid things, especially strawberries with just that mm. red rash. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put a bit of, um, yeah, just whatever, like just a bit of a barrier cream and eventually it just stopped and the barrier cream stopped and we just eat strawberries out of the garden now with no, no issues at all. So no, that's great. That's great. Um, so, uh, does Spencer go to daycare? No, so Spencer doesn't go to daycare. He goes to, we started, um, so in Victoria, we have three-year-old kindergarten down here. So he goes for three hours, one day a week. Um, and look, that's been really challenging. Um, it's just a whole different world. Like I'm not there to protect him and I've always been there to protect him until mm. that, until this three hours a week. Um, kindergarten's been fantastic, been really supportive and really open to, um, you know, what do we need to do to keep him safe? Um, you tell us. So that's been really good. But of course, yeah, still worrying. Yeah, definitely. And how do you, so what, what steps did you take or what did you do when you first started uh, the kindy? Um, like, how did you approach them about it? Well, I actually rang them. So we got our enrolment and the minute I got the enrolment to say we're going ahead, there was an orientation day and I rang them and said, I think we're going to need a one-on-one -on -one, um, time to chat because my son does have food allergies. Um, and they'd actually never had anyone with, uh, we're from a small little country town in Victoria and they never have anyone, never had anyone before with anaphylaxis. So mm. um, yeah, it was a learning curve for them and for me, but I did a lot of research um, and worked out what I needed, you know, what I needed to look for, like, you know, craft materials, for example. I didn't really think too much about that. And, you know, we had to put a ban on egg cartons and milk and things like that that were coming in for activities at kindergarten. Um, yeah. I also, we also put in place um, hand washing when they walk in because he is at a class time of 8.45, every, all the kids are eating breakfast and then coming to kinder and, you know, some kids eating in the car. And that was a bit of a concern because if they've got, you know, margarine or peanut butter on their hands from the morning, um, that could potentially cause a reaction. So they, they walk straight in and they um, wash their hands straight away, uh, which mm. is a, yeah, which is a really um, positive and that's thing something for us. that the kindy put into place because yes. that's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. that was, yeah, yeah, that was something that I was really concerned about. Um, and, yeah, and also any um, siblings. I mean, I know this all stopped because of COVID and we, I'm not sure what it's like in Queensland, but we can't go into kindergartens. Um, parents or siblings have to just drop off at the gate at the moment. Yeah. So obviously all, a, a few things have changed because it was also for siblings and for any parents coming in that everyone had to wash their hands on arrival. Um, mm. Which is such a good thing to do anyway. 
uh, you know, regardless of allergy. So it's a good life habit to have, isn't it really? Like that's exactly the same here that my sons, when they go in, that's the first thing they have to do now because of COVID. But it's a shame that it's taken. Exactly. Like, you know, if I look at COVID, I'm probably um, one of those people that think, oh, you know, COVID has been not hard for an allergy person or an allergy mother. Like the first thing Spencer said to me when he came home from kindergarten on the first day back from COVID, I said, oh, how did you, you know, because washing hands is a big deal in our house. How did you go washing ha washing your hands, mate? He was three then. How'd you go washing your hands? Everyone was doing it with me today, mum. <laughs> and I just laughed, but, you know, because he, he knows that he's got to go to the sink. I say, once you finish an activity, can you please go and wash your hands and then go back to the next activity? Try and remember, you know, wash your hands a couple of times a day, mate. Mm. Um, and he's, you know, he was three, so... I don't know, a lot of parents go, how does your child do that? And I'm like, I don't know, but, you know, he's reminded a lot. We do a lot of discussion and a lot oh, of role plays at home. Smart. Like, I, I always say that three is where I think you can really start to mm -hmm. communicate properly with them and actually get across information that they retain. And, I, you know, when, when I'm doing my first aid classes and I, you know, I talk about having to ask the child questions if they've had a head injury or something um i'm like a three-year-old can give you a really good kind of yeah. um story <laughs> or like tell you accurate information so don't underestimate the three-year-olds uh, yeah so i think i can totally imagine that they, they would understand especially with repetition that's right yeah mm. and i suppose we um you know as far as the food so he does have one meal at kindergarten and um if the table's set up so he sits at the end of the table and then one of the teachers sits next to him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and he, he, he is coming home now and picking up on a few things now. Like originally there was no issue. He just sat in his chair and then he's coming home and saying, oh, mum, but all the other kids move around the chairs. They don't, or, you know, so-and-so moves from that chair to that chair. And, and, you know, so I notice he's picking up on things like that, but, you know, I just remind him that he's got, you know, you've got allergies, mate, and you've just got to sit in that chair. Like, it's okay. It'll be all right. It's not the end of the world. It's only for 10 minutes, and then you can go and play with whoever you want to play with. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and how do you feel? So, is school one or two years away for you guys? So, it's two years. So, next year, he will go to four year old kindergarten. And this is, you know, we're going to, we're about to go through all this again because he's moving from one kindergarten to another kindergarten um, because we moved house. And, you know, that's, that's hard. So I'm about to do this whole process again with a new kindergarten, um, which, you know, raises the old stress levels a bit because it's really hard because you don't know the people, you don't know the teachers, you don't know how receptive they're going to be. Um, do they understand allergies? Like that's half the problem that so many people don't, you know, just miss it a bit, sort of, oh, it'll be right, you know, we'll just make sure he doesn't touch anything and it's, or not get, not be given any food and it's, yeah, well, that's one element, but there's also the hand washing and all the other and the craft activities and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and then the year after he will go to school. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll have a good experience like you have already, you know, I think yeah, most I really of the time so. that'll be the case, but I think it's very, very normal to, to, to worry about it. Yeah, I think you just need to get it, speak to them first. Like that's yeah. my that's my biggest tip to anyone is just contact whoever's in charge and get a one-on-one -on -one appointment meeting with them and just talk to them. Yeah, you just kind of need to get in there. It's almost mm -hmm. like um, when you're first putting your child in a daycare, 
you know, like when, when they're small or whatever, you just need to get in there and get a feel for it and get a feel exactly. for it. Exactly. Like, and you, seriously, how do they interact? Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. And you want to build that relationship with that person, with that person that's going to be caring for your child. Like, yeah. You need yeah. to have that good relationship. And, and I feel like I've got that at the moment. Like I can pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on today? I've, I've heard, you know, there's something on or, um, you know, like they had a footy day or whatever and, oh, have you catered for Spencer? Or what do I need to do? Or, um, you know, or if something has happened and I didn't sort of feel like, because I, I don't want to be that naggy mum either, um, you know, but I do sometimes send an email after the event and say, oh, look, this could have been done like, you know, instead of having breakfast, they have a breakfast morning. Instead of having a breakfast morning, why couldn't we have a breakfast morning but with fruit? Or yeah. what I could supply it. Like I, I would bring safe bread and safe margarine that Spencer can have and, and I'll supply it all. Like, um, yeah, I think so. that's the difference, isn't it? It's always trying to be part of the solution rather than like just barking orders at people. Yeah, you the same with any relationship. You know, if you, right. you want to have a good relationship with the teachers or daycare or whatever, people aren't going to respond very well if you just kind of having a go at them and telling them what they've done wrong. But I think, yeah, trying to be part of the solution and help. And also, great, you know, if you can supply the food, then you know exactly what you're doing. Oh, like we want to supply the food, don't we? Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, so how, just going on from that, how do you navigate social situations? So if there's like part birthday parties or, um, you know, just, just get-togethers, whether it be family or friends, is that a stressful time or not? Do you have... Oh, so stressful. Yeah. I'm still struggling with that. Um, I find it really hard. Um, you know, it's just that fine line. We had a, we have a birthday party this week and um, we're not going um, now because he's got allergy testing. But, you know, we would have gone. Um, I'd spoken to the girl and she was trying to make it as safe for Spencer as possible. Um, but we would leave straight after cake. So, you know, for birthday parties, I try and contact the person and say, thanks so much for the invite. Most people are aware that Spencer's got allergies and mm. I just always ask, and it's such a big thing for me, and I think because he's little, I just want to know if the food's going to be out on the table all day. Because if yeah. the food's going to be out on the table all day, it's not a safe environment for Spencer. Mm. If they're just going to have a plate and then bring the cake out with a bit of food at the end, great. Because we can go, he can have the fun, and then we can sing happy birthday, and then he can eat his safe cake. Obviously, I'd take something safe for him. And then he can sing happy birthday. The minute ever he's finished eating, we would leave. We wouldn't wait um, for everyone else to finish their cake. And I know that's probably rude, but it's a safe, it's a safe out for us before yeah. people get up with crumbs on their top or on their fingers. Because if you don't have an a kid with an allergy, you don't understand that they need to be wiped down. Yeah. Um, you know, an allergen can sit on their shirt. All Spencer has to do is literally touch that and put his hands in his mouth and we're in trouble. Mm. So um, that's how I keep parties safe. As far as big family events, if it's, a, if it's like something with a meal with something, I just don't take him. Yeah. I just, and I know he's, he would love it and I know all those things. It is too stressful. And yeah. I don't. Um, depending on who it is, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I just find it really, really difficult. We don't go out for tea or things like that because mm. I just, he's got so many allergies. It's, I, I can't trust the person cooking um, yeah. that 
you know, and especially on a busy Friday or Saturday night, like I can't, I just don't trust them. Like, you know. No, no I totally get that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. If I suppose it just feels like putting your life in someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. which... And I'm more, and I take food for him. Like, you know, we got, to, we'll take a lunchbox for him and he will sit there and eat out of his, you know, eat his tea or whatever. Um, but I won't order for him. So then, you know, prior to being, he's a little bit older now and now we go, oh, can I have that chip? You know, and I'm, well, I don't know if that one's safe. Like, I don't know if that's safe. I don't know what oil they've cooked it in. Like, I don't know what's mm. been in the dish before. I just don't know. No, you can't. And so that's really hard. Prior to that, you know, a bit younger, it was like, okay, like, you know, he'd keep eating what he wanted to eat anyway out of his lunchbox. So mm. now he's a bit more aware, I suppose. So it's become a lot harder. But, yeah, yeah. I, I find the social situations incredibly hard, yes. Mm. Same yeah. with playgrounds find them incredibly hard. Like I've lost count of how many times we've had to leave a playground because kids are running around with, you know, a, a muffin or a drink or a, something that's not safe for Spencer. And I just can see it spilling out onto the playground, Spencer putting his hand in it or them spilling it on Spencer and um, us being in trouble. And it, you know, it's it, you, just been an analogy, Mummy. You're just on watch 24-7, like you're a step ahead of everything that's about yeah. to happen. I don't know. I never used to be like that, but my my mind just goes, oh, hang on, that could, oh, yeah, that, okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is why that's these appointments, when you, when you get to go and see your specialist, if they can ease some of that and you can take away some of these foods that you have to worry about, it's oh, a huge deal. It's huge. Massive. This is not enough. There is not enough concentration on how it makes people feel oh there's just not important that your children and when it's, something yeah. is so readily available like food that's actually a threat i mean i just yeah it, it's 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 really i can totally understand how you yeah. feel and it's just the awareness like i just feel like people are great when they know about it mm. some people aren't some people are a bit wishy-washy and think oh you know but it will keep my kid quiet yeah, to probably, you know, and I understand that food does keep kids quiet. <laughs> I know yeah. that too. But, you know, sometimes I just think, oh, you know, does there need to be food next to the swimming pool when we're doing swimming lessons? Yeah. You know, your kid's only in the pool, your other child's only going to be there for half an hour. Like, do we need to have food here? Like, but I get it as well. Like, but I just think, oh, bring an apple. Like, can we, yeah. you know, it's just stressful. And then, yeah, it's just really hard and there's food everywhere. It's, it's just everywhere. There's nowhere where there's not food, I, I feel. Mm. Um, yeah, I know, there's I, a bit, yeah, it's just all about the snacks, isn't it? With yeah. um, so have you taught uh, friends and family what to do in an emergency or is there anyone else around you that you've had to show what to do? Has that been a thing for you guys? Yeah, so mum has come to all my allergy appointments. Mm -hmm. So mum is can she's really the only one that looks after him um mm. that i feel you know i don't worry about um spencer's actually never gone to anyone else ever um it's only been my mum mm -hmm. um or my dad so they both know what to do in a situation um but also <laughs> i still send his lunchbox with him wherever he goes so they um, mum does supply i've got a few packets of food there but that he you know safe for him and he knows where that is in the cupboard but he goes everywhere with a lunchbox um mum does cook for him and he, that's the only person that is allowed to cook for him other than me yeah. um and that's just you know i don't know like will it will those things change hopefully 
but at the moment there's no need for anyone else to cook for him either um I know that's the thing I was just thinking from even from my point of view you know we're we're here in Australia with no family here and actually there's not really very many people that look after my children um you know we don't we don't live with childhood allergy but yeah I suppose if there's no need for someone else to be constantly for your child to be pushed from one place to the other especially when you're dealing with allergy then yeah I mean you've got a couple of safe people you've got your mum yeah, I think mm. that's... Um... Well, moving forward, like, you know, there probably will be um, people, you know, he'd want to go to a friend's house and play, or I think I would, at the, you know, why he's so, you know, unless things change next week when we have allergy testing, I think that um, I would be one of those parents that really encourages friends to come to my house, to yeah. our house, yeah. um, and, you know, bring nothing, just bring yourself, hop out, <laughs> mm. make sure you've got washed hands and, um, you know, then we're in a safe environment for Spencer. Yeah. So which the other mums will probably love as well. <laughs> which they probably win win. I'll be exhausted, but you know. Yeah. But at least, yeah, not yeah, Spencer's still, you know, there'll be lots of play dates and yeah, I think I think that's great. I, that's the thing, isn't it? I suppose you've got to find the 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 easier that so that you can still carry on normal life, but you're mm. just fine safe way. Here, you know, as well. Um so um, last question, um, can you find any positives or silver lining around having, um, living with childhood allergy? Is there anything that is a positive? Um, oh, I realised how strong I can be <laughs> and how, um, you know, oh, geez. Just to, to see how strong your son can be and how, you know, so much doesn't affect him either. Like, you know, things that I thought would be an issue just aren't. Um, mm. Yeah, definitely allergies make you a stronger person and the person with the allergy makes you stronger because you do miss out on so much. Um, and, a, you know, day-to-day -day living is like you're constantly thinking there might be a reaction around the corner. Like, you just don't know. Mm. Um yeah, I've, I think I've uh, a lot for my kids as well. They're so resilient. They're so much stronger than we. We give, give them credit for. Yeah, they're not carrying all the baggage that we are. No, they're and I. And I suppose the other positive, I've met some really amazing people on this journey that have been just fantastic, like yourself, just fantastic people that are really there to help you. And I suppose I didn't. I didn't find that early on. It was really once I started digging and thinking, geez, I really need to be supported in this. I, and I can probably help support other people. Yeah. And went looking in forums and, and Facebook groups and things like that where, um, you know, I've come across some really good people and I I've never met them, but we're friends on yeah. Facebook, but I've never met them. Yeah. No, it's the same in the business world, to be honest with you. You get some really good friends and you're like, God, I've never met them and I probably will never meet them. But <laughs> Yeah, you just you you just get a bond. You've got a very strong, um, you know, uh, you've got something that bonds you together. That that's right. That not many people understand. Like you know, I, I wear a t-shirt. Um, you know, and it says that allergy mamas are strong. Um, you know, mm. and I just think it's really true. Like we are that just that next level sometimes because we have to be sometimes yeah. because, you know we've got to make some hard decisions like hang on no this is not okay Spencer's in trouble here 
we have to stay at this playground. Like, and, you know, it doesn't sound like a hard decision, but it is because you're going to have a screaming child and, yeah. um, you know, and you've got to make some, uh, you know, along with schooling and other things, like, you know, there's just so many decisions to be made and, um, you know, rather than just, oh, I just get to send my kid to school today, um, it, there is so much more involved than just sending my kid to school, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so much more. Definitely made it, yeah, definitely made me stronger and tougher, that's for sure. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. That's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And I know that it's going to be really helpful because if there's one thing that parents um, really just get a lot from, it's, it's knowing that they're not alone and knowing that they've that other people feel the same. So that it makes them, yeah, it makes you feel like you're not going mad and you're not the only one that has to make these difficult decisions. And um, yeah, and that. Uh, hopefully we can support each other. So thank you so much for telling thank us you. your story. Um, thank you. And yeah, well, anything, any final thoughts, anything you want to share with us? Um, no, no, not really. Just um, hang in there. Yeah. yeah, well, good luck for Wednesday. Ride those highs really high and oh. you know, the lows come, but just get back up on that high as soon as you can. Definitely. <laughs> so definitely. just keep coming. Oh, yeah. Well, let us know um, inside the membership. Let us know uh, how you go on Wednesday. Absolutely, I will. Updated. Thank you so much, Hardy. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We've loved speaking to you today. Remember to go to the bottom of every page on our website to grab our virtual first aid kit. And don't forget, we've relaunched the Nest Allergy Membership. So if you're a family living with childhood allergy, you've found your support network run by professional allergy nurse specialists. Take care. We'll see you next week.